Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is a Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, this is Christine, and this is episode 42. With this being Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., I thought it would be important for us to discuss thankfulness today, because thankfulness really does play an important part in how we view ourselves and how we view the world around us. You may have noticed in your own life that it seems much easier to notice what is going wrong around you and what is not working out for you than it is to notice what is going right for you. There's actually a very simple explanation for this. Our brain doesn't need to remember what works because that won't kill us. Our brain does need to remember what doesn't work because those are the things that might hurt us or kill us. So those are the things that stick more prominently in our minds. So with that simple explanation, I hope that it helps you understand this isn't you intentionally trying to be negative or anything like that. It's natural and normal that those are the things that stick with us. The important thing for you to know is that your brain does that And that means it's up to you to look to the positive. Looking to the positive is not the same as pretending what is going wrong isn't going wrong. That doesn't mean ignore the problems at hand. And it certainly doesn't mean pretend like things aren't happening that you really wish weren't happening. I'm not asking you to deny reality when I tell you to focus on the positive. And I wanted to make that really clear because it actually is important to be aware of what's not going right because only then can you fix it. So this isn't about burying your head in the sand, ignoring what's going on around you, pretending that there isn't a problem. This is about knowing that and still taking the time and making the effort to recognize what is going right around you. When the only thing that you're making note of is the things that is going wrong, it can become very easy to think that everything is going wrong, that the world is against you, that everyone hates you, that you're alone or you're the only one going through this. That is a really easy way to get to a very depressive state very quickly. And that is why it is so important that you also focus on what is going right. Because I promise you some things are going right right now and they also deserve your attention and your appreciation. So we're going to focus on that. This week is going to be a week of thankfulness and appreciation for all the things that are going right. If you are discovering for yourself as we go through this that you can't think of anything that is going right, that may be a good sign that it's time to reach out and have somebody help you with this task. One of the things that I love about looking at the positive is that it is not just something that you can do in the present, but it is also something that you can do retroactively. You can look back on your past experiences, particularly those painful ones, and find things positive about those experiences, and it will actually shift the way those experiences emotionally impact you today and how it continues to affect you today, and that in itself can have a positive impact on your current and future life. There's a particular period in my life where this was especially helpful as I was going through it and even as I looked back on it. When I separated from my first husband, I left with practically nothing. I had a couch, 
my car, my kids, my dog, and the $97 that I had had in my purse. My dog is a mixed breed, which is in a lot of places on the restricted breed list, which meant trying to find a place to live was proving to be nearly impossible. I finally found a place to live and I was so grateful for that opportunity. The wonderful woman that I rented from decided to let me forego the security deposit and the pet deposit and gave me the first 30 days of living there to pay the first month's rent. It was a miracle that I found this place. The other kids in the neighborhood were my children's ages, so they had kind of built-in friends in the neighborhood. Things were really starting to look up for us. I was working, kids had friends, we had a roof over our head, things were good. And while I did have to figure out how to furnish the place, we were doing all right. A couple of years later, when it was time for us to move in with my now husband, we began packing my place up and deciding what we were taking and what we weren't taking. And my soon-to-be husband was actually quite shocked when he really got into my place and started really looking around. You see, the reality was this was a very old building and there was mold on the walls and I had to literally wash them all with Lysol about once a week just to keep it in check. And it actually did get on some of my furniture, even with my best efforts, and destroyed some pieces. Additionally, because it was such an old building, it had sunk really badly on one side and so a part of my kitchen and dining room area actually dropped a good four or five inches, which meant that my table wasn't actually level and you couldn't really put anything on one side of it without it falling off. The other thing that my husband-to-be noticed as he began helping me pack up my things is that the majority of my furniture was kind of garbage. It was pieces that I had found on the side of the road, picked up from Goodwill, somebody had donated to me that I had cleaned, painted, refurbished as best as I could with no money. And it all looked fine if you were just visiting or walking through my place. You didn't really notice because everything was clean, everything was beautiful, everything matched. Another thing that nobody really could tell just by visiting or hanging out with us or watching us live our life is that on my salary, paying for this place, plus my car, plus gas and food and health insurance and all the things, and childcare for three young children, really hard to buy food. And so we were literally living on frozen pizzas, mac and cheese, and simple little things like that. We were not eating full actual meals very often. Lastly, our Christmases. Our Christmas tree while we lived in this house was one of those little ferns that you see when you're leaving Lowe's or the grocery store sometimes. we I couldn't afford an actual tree. Every gift my children got those years were given to us by somebody else. Either a friend was helping out, um, somebody at church gave me some money to buy gifts for my kids one year, somebody sponsored us through Shop with a Cop one year. Without that, we would not have had Christmases. And so it was quite shocking to anybody who was able to dive behind what they saw when they hung out with my children or me or came into my space to have tea or whatever. And here is the reason I'm sharing this particular story with you. That was one of the most stressful and depressing periods of my entire life. I was always worried about being able to make rent, to get food on the table, to put gas in my car. I was 
always worried about how to celebrate a birthday, how to do Christmas, how to have my kids have a good childhood despite their father and I no longer being together. And I was dealing with having gone through a divorce. I was working on myself. I was lonely. So now you have the picture. Lonely, not great food options, not great living conditions, nothing of quality or value to my name. And if you were to ask my children to this day what their best memories are, one of the times they will point to is living in this apartment. My husband did not pick for a wife some poor, depressed, struggling, unhappy woman. He picked a happy, positive, strong, creative, making things happen woman to be his wife. He had been in my apartment many times before. However, I had always highlighted what was good and beautiful about this space. After all, it was a very old building with beautiful character, and I had done my absolute best to make the things that I brought into that space beautiful as well. And while it was surprising to him to see the conditions we had actually been living in, he saw it as speaking volumes to my ability to be positive and look on the bright side and put in the hard work. So as you can see, there are two sides to the story. They're both equally true. The question is, when I look back on this part of my life, which one do I give focus to? When I was living it, which one did I give focus to? When my children had no choice but to go through that experience, what did I do to enhance that experience or detract from that experience? That is the only question. Not which of that was true or more true. Because I absolutely could have focused on the lack of any kind of good heating, the lack of any kind of a decent meal, the lack of money, the stress that could have been my focus. What would that have done to my children? Would my husband have picked a woman that was that focused on the negative? That's an interesting question. Would my life be where it is today if I had gotten lost in what had been going wrong in that moment? Would I have ended up stuck there? If I had not been able to view it as a temporary period of my life and not a message of who I am as a person or what I'm capable of. So when I sit here today and I am asking you to give this a try, to look on the positive, I want you to hear that this is something I have practiced my entire life. And if nothing else, I am proof that this works. I am proof that there's a good reason to do this. I would not be where I am in life if I had gotten lost in the things that were going wrong, if I had allowed what was depressing me to dictate how I felt during that period or any of the other periods where I've had to use this technique. So if you're finding yourself in a hard period this year, especially this season, and you're looking around and you can't think of a single thing going right, this episode really is for you. I've said in all of my episodes, keep it easy, keep it simple, don't overthink it. So we're going to do that with this as well. We're going to start super simple. Is the sun still in the sky? Is there still fresh air to breathe? Can you see any kind of beauty when you look outside? Are you still alive? Is there someone in the world that loves you? If you can't think of anybody, I'll help you out. I do. I love you. And I'm not the only one. What's going right for you? If you're sick, do you at least have good doctors or some form of support? What's working physically? Don't worry about what's not working physically. What is working physically? Are your eyes working? Are your ears working? Is your sense of humor still intact? We can keep this super simple. 
Is there a TV show that you like to watch? Do you have access to music that you enjoy? If you look in the mirror, can you find anything to be grateful for? The answer is yes. The answer is always yes. So if you can't think of something, take a little bit longer peek in the mirror until you can find something about yourself to be thankful for. Are you smart? Are you kind? Are you working on yourself? These are all things to be thankful for. Has somebody recently had your back? Does your pet still sit in your lap? Do you have a kid who thinks you're the whole world? Do you have a friend that would do anything for you? If you've got nothing else, do you at least have your health? There's always something. There's always something to be thankful for. If you're alive, if you're able to hear this, I promise you have more things to be thankful for than you realize. So this week, Let this be your focus. Stay in the space of what you actually have. Look at things from an angle that you can be grateful for them in. Don't get sucked up into thinking about the things that you don't have or aren't going right. Nothing in that will help you right now. That's a trap you don't need to get stuck in. So if your brain starts to think about what you think other people might have that you don't have, take a really deep breath. It's time to reset and refocus on what you do have. Even if that means the absolute best thing you have is old shoes somebody else gave you and a halfway decent piece of cardboard to write please help on, you still have something to be thankful for. I would love for you all to share with me this week the things that you are grateful for. I'll share one of the things that I'm grateful for. That's all of you. I am so grateful for all of you. Thank you for tuning in every week. Thank you for telling people about my podcast. Thank you for being part of our Facebook community. I would love if you all would share what you're thankful for with me on there. And with the rest of the community, you never know who will benefit from hearing from you, hearing part of your story, your struggles, what you found to get creative and thankful about. So help inspire the rest of the self-esteem community this week and share a little bit with everybody. Join our Facebook group, Self-Esteem Truths. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, no matter how you spend it. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.